pretzels. Yeah. Those fried pretzels. Ooh, the fried pretzels. We're going to have yeah. the fried pretzels. Yeah. Yeah, because we need to, we need to gain some weight. Yeah. Just been lifting, lifting up those sandwiches. So are we going to go downstairs and get the drinks, yeah, honey? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Okay, let's go ahead. I'll be right with you. What are you going to do? <laughs> Are you gonna say I was something? hoping you were going to just go get them <laughs> and I could just sit here. I don't. So here, here we are. We're back. Did you turn it back on? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're on. You told me to remind you to turn it back on. Yeah. What are you moving my beer for? Because I'm afraid it'll fall over. Oh, no, no, you don't want to do that. This is really good. I'm, uh, we're at Gephard's um, once again. and Gephard uh, Beer Culture Gephard Bar. Beer Culture Bar on West 72nd Street, across the street from the mortuary, and down the block from? Trader Joe's. Uh, the other way is Riverside Park. Is this a quiz? Um, no, just Papaya just hot dogs. Wait a minute, I'm getting, and, a, I'm getting a call. And you know, you know you don't have to take it. Hello? No, it's the Department of Social Security. They're after you? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my God! They suspended my social security number. Oh, so what are they gonna do? I don't, I don't know why they did it. They said they're, they <laughs> suspended think it. Think <laughs> This is the social security department. Was it really? We're calling to you because we've suspended your social security number. It sounded just like that, like he had been here at Gephardt too long. But that didn't really happen. You're making that up. No, no, no. That's what he said. Why have they suspended your social security I card? Have, that doesn't I, make sense. I, they did not. You're making that up. You're such I'm a liar. I'm not making it up. That's Alan, you know, it's you're building I, Don't you get those really phone calls all the time? reputation. That they're suspending what, my I social lie? security number? I don't believe that's you. That's what it said. Why can't you believe that's what it said and it's a nutty call? Well, no, the guy sounds like, oh, yeah, suspending your social security number. That's not a real call. It's just, it's just some nutty place that wants me to call back, and then they'll... I know it's not a real call, because you made it up. Oh, jeez. I should have recorded it. I should have just recorded it for you. You know, it was a real call. I get those kind of calls all the time. When you get older, there's these people out there that think you're, you're adult. I am, sort of. But I'm not that adult. I don't understand what, the, um, what they can get out of you. You're going to go and you're going to say, oh, my goodness, what right. is this spending my so- What does that mean? All right, you're me. Mm-hmm. And you, you get the call mm-hmm. and you call back. Yes. So call back. Oh, hello. This is uh, Alan Winston. Um, yes, I know I sound like a woman, right? Yeah. yeah okay, I get it. Um, but anyway, yeah. you called me and you said you were suspending my Social Security number? Yes, this is the Social Security Department. And um, your Social Security number is no longer useful. But, but, but wait, wait, that? sir, why wait, sir, that? Mr. Winston, we can help you because we have a special division of Social Security for Social Security numbers that are evicted, evoked, and revoked. You are one of those. I can help you. But why? I don't understand. That doesn't make sense. Why would that happen? It happens sometimes. Sometimes it's a mistake. Sometimes the government has a lot of things to do, a lot of things on its mind. See, no, wait, you're not getting to the punchline fast enough. Oh, okay. Well... You're supposed to now... Okay, so what was your social security number, Mr. Winston? That's what you're supposed to ask, well, right? Well, the thing is... So is that, that how they get your number? Is that the deal? They, they get the number or it's like, and Mr. Winston, 
we can solve this, but you need to send us $50. Yeah, right. Yeah. And your social security number, and we will make sure everything is okay. You don't have to worry about a thing. Can I have oh, your okay. Can I have your credit card number, please? And mm-hmm. we will charge you $50. Right. I get it. That's what it is. That's what it is. I know. I haven't gotten that call. Well, wait until you're my age, and you, they'll start calling it because they... They're sure that you have no mind left and you're going to send them all your money. I'm going to be this kind of an old lady. Listen. Yeah. No, you haven't, you motherfucker. <laughs> Stop <right>. calling me. <laughs> no, when I put this up, I've got to put it as an explicit <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you can just cut it out. Mm-mm. No. Really? You have, to say, you have to say explicit? You have to say explicit when you, when you put it up. You have to tell the uh, iTunes or whoever is taking it that it is an explicit podcast because the MF word was used. And what does that mean that they they just have to say that? Well, then then it's chi- a warning. Then children won't listen to Bar Crawl Radio. Okay. Well, they should. All anyway. of our all of our children who listen to Bar Crawl Radio. Right. Yeah. This fairy tale <laughs> that we've been doing now for almost three years. Right. You know, we've been doing it for three years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm drinking Grim Amarillo Rewind, a West Coast IPA. It's really good. Mm-hmm. With these really salty, crispy um, chips that they have made out of pretzels. Pretzels. Uh-huh. And you dip it. I like the uh, cheese dip. I like the mustard. Right. So good. Then we have a mustard dip and a cheese dip. Mm-hmm. And it goes I've really well with this. I've never tried them both. We should chew that. Maybe. Both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're having some kind of a pilsner. It's a wheat beer, it says. Isn't it right there, wheat? No, no, I didn't take any notes for you. That says West Coast. Oh, I see. So it's made in West Coast. I thought Amarillo it might have been made in Texas. He said something wheat, I think wheat beer. Your, your beer is wheat, a wheat beer. Right? I think so, yeah. So we're upstairs. Um, this place is pretty empty. A few people well, outside. Yeah. Really feel, feel really bad for Matt. Um, he's uh, trying to make a go of it. He's got two bars. He keeps working. Yep. He keeps working He's on here making it happen. all the time, even though there's very few here. Well, now... And the rules are going against him. Yeah, because he said that 25% of his business is after 10 o'clock, and they put a curfew on bars. Right, after 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't get it. I mean, are people going to drink more after 10? I mean, isn't 25% capacity the same, whether it's before 10 or after 10? Well, you're, you're an elementary school teacher. It's the same. Does math work the same after 10 as it does before? It does. I guess the, maybe the governor's thinking or the... No, what is it? The, the, the state congress is thinking your math does get poorer after 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, your idea of 25% might, you know, be might a little be more like slipping slidey. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. the case, but I know that I'm sure that Matt is doing everything just right. I'm because sure he's, he's he a great wants guy. to make it work, and he's not going to risk getting a fine. And we're so we're, we feel so grateful to be invited back to Gephardt's all the time. And I think they should just crack down our, on the bars that are taking advantage and let poor Matt have his business. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we're here up alone on the upper staircase. There's a um, there's a pool, a small pool table a up table. here. And we're going to play some pool later with a, a pool stick that's about, what would you say, about two feet long? No. foot and a half. That's a foot and a half, yeah. Whoa, my mouth is burning from that uh, mm. from that cheese. It's good. Yep. So you talked a little bit about school, and what I wanted to talk, I wanted to interview you okay. today. I know, because um, you listen to my lessons sometimes when you come and have breakfast. That's right. Well, actually, I don't, because I, I put you on chocolate. the news. No, I don't know. At one point, you were laughing. Yeah. What was it today that you were talking about? 
I mean, it's you and your students and, and your relationship with your students, your online students uh, in this low, in this upper elementary class. Well, they're teach. actually in-class students, but this week we're online. It's true. We're going back next week, though. Right. Except for two. Yeah. And I, I thought it might be, um, I, th- I know it will be interesting to talk about your experience of teaching during COVID. Um, you teach at a private school, mm-hmm. un- un- to be unnamed, and uh, your classes are very, s- or tend to be small, but they're really small now. No, not really. No? No. I mean, um, actually, we have a good number this year oh. in our elementary department. Well, We've we- only ever had two classes. So it's a Montessori school, and there's an upper elementary and a lower elementary. And it is a small school. Our school is an excellent school. The teachers are great. They're very nurturing. Um, They are very well-versed in the Montessori philosophy, and um, uh, they do a great job. They're just, I think they're just superheroes. And they, though we, so we get a little trickled down, you know, a few, a few uh, students from the, from the pre-primary classes. You mean trickle up? It trickles up, yeah. It, it, but, it, but the numbers go down. So five classes, you know, a few trickle into so our a class. diminishing trickle up. Yeah, yeah. And I, be- I just believe because a lot of parents want their kids to go to the uh, traditional, what they consider to be a traditional school, something, I don't know. But we've like had a lot of, school or we've something. had a lot of people who have come back. After um, they've gone to the yeah, so-called yeah. more expensive traditional or pro- or even schools. public, you know, it doesn't, you know, whatever right. school they've gone to, we've had a lot of people come back to us or come to us from schools that they weren't happy with, and they they're very happy with our program. Um, and now I think I, I think we have a good program. And now because uh, I, I believe you do, and you've been a big part of that program, but now that uh, the public schools have disallowed up until actually mm-hmm. n- next week um, students from attending in person the private schools weren't held to that no no um and and you know it actually has um created business for our school in the sense that there are parents who really want their kids in schools they feel they are safe in schools and i agree i think they're very safe in our school for sure um let's talk about the safety in your in your classroom and and do, do other private schools have the same amount of safety do you know no, I don't know. I don't know what other schools are doing. So what is your school doing? I can't even lift my head up to... <laughs> I don't know what the temperature is. Yeah, you haven't done your research. Mm-mm. No, I don't know. Um, I would assume they're doing fine if they're open. I'm, sh- you know. Well, what are you all doing? Okay. Well, there's certain rules that the health department requires, and that is... But has the health department been by to check you? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I would that's assume they my, didn't. That's but, above my pay grade. Uh, I believe we have to be three to six feet apart in, inside the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so my students' tables are six feet apart. Their chairs that they sit at are six feet from any other chair in the room. Um, we redesigned the entire room. I did. And now, was there a part of the time that you did that? There was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But it was worth it because I think we have a really safe classroom. We happen to have a, a classroom that has a door to the outside. We have a whole... Um, row of windows so um, all the windows are open even in the coldest days we tell the, everybody including the teachers the children you know bring extra clothing it's going to be like this because we it's safe for us and, and you have a fan we have a big fan and we have a, a, a air purifier and the school and we keep the we we, we um, clean all day the school has a professional company cleaning I'm, I'm every weekend i'm pickled tink about that thank you 
I know, I know. Well, we can we can go off on that whole conversation. But anyway, about it how you're, me, you're concerned. Yeah, I, I, I have I have been very concerned. I was glad that this week you all decided through a letter that you sent to your boss that that um, was signed by you as well. Yeah, that um, you would rather the post Thanksgiving week to be distant learning. Yeah. And so they agreed to that. I'm sure well, the parents were Well, to be truthful, the, um, yeah, probably not. They hate me now. But to be true, honestly, um, every now and then, there's a little scare. Someone who's related to someone who's related to someone who was um, exposed to COVID. Yeah. And that so kind of happened in your, it in your happens, classroom. It's happened all throughout the year. Yeah. It's happened since September. Our own grandson, it happened with him. He wasn't, well, twice it happened to him. Once, he got sick. He had a fever. He had to quarantine. He had to have a COVID test. Three-and-a-half-year-old kid had to have a COVID test before he could return to the school. He didn't have, he didn't have the virus. He had a cold or something. Little kids run a fever at the drop but of But his a, father's family had, were all sick. Right, and he was exposed to his, um, his aunt, our grandson, and he then had to quarantine again and get tests again. So these kind of things happen. Thank God he tested negative. Um, I had to get tested because one of my students was really not exposed, but a relative had come, you know, had a, um, contracted the disease, and he um, so he had to be tested. So now all of my students were at risk theoretically. Um, everybody had to, we took the two days before Thanksgiving off, but we felt I felt and you felt that um, we should take a little more time yeah. Um, yeah. after that because they were it was just kind of it was very scary the way they were talking about Thanksgiving. And the um, parents and children from in your upper elementary class they now to be tested before they return. They are supposed to be yes. Wait a minute. And I got tested. Supposed to be or are they well yeah will no be? they they will be I'm sure they will be yeah. Because they, they're, they're, they're required to. They're required. They're you know, not meant to return until they've been tested. You know, my my worry was that the Thanksgiving Day weekend would be a killer. It, it's turned out that it probably it is hasn't. going to be. It is going no, to be. You know. It has. So they're seeing, well, everything's they're seeing going an uptick. Up. Well, yeah. Things have been going steadily up. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do they see a, a, a big uptick just based from that weekend? I don't know. That we don't know yet. Yeah. We don't know yet. But... It's my hope that, you know, that I mean, any testing... I it's been five be days, so it's, it, it, it would mean that this weekend... You, you, might, you might see something. Right. Which means you'll be back home next week. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, because uh, the, the mayor is sending kids back to school in mm -hmm. New York City. A, a week after the Thanksgiving See, day. now, I have talked to people, and they say that it's safer in the schools. Kids are safer in the schools. Let's talk about your classroom. You say they're six feet apart. Uh -huh. Is there anything else that you have uh, created in the classroom to make it safer for the children? Well, they have and barriers. Yourself. They have plastic barriers between them, too. We all wear masks. So the barriers are on either side of them? Are they it's in front of them. It's where they face. So we can move the barriers. You know, if we move the desk around, like if you pivot the desk, we can pivot the barrier. So the barrier sits on the desk? It does. Mm -hmm. And it goes out like two or three feet up? Um, yeah, I guess it's a couple yeah, feet. A couple feet up, right. Tall, yeah. Right. I mean, they're sitting, so it's, and what what it's happens well above the, their head. When the student is talking to a student next to them. Right. Well, that's when we pivot. The, we, you know, for example, at lunchtime. It doesn't happen 
during work period, they're pretty focused and they're doing their, they're working on their, yep. their assignments. But during lunch, um, if they want to talk to their neighbor, we might turn the desk around so that they can do that and we put the, make sure that the barrier is, be, you know, properly placed. And also we encourage them not to do that, but rather to go back on to our classroom um, Zoom meeting so that they can talk to each other through the meeting. So they can even get into the little breakout room so they can, you know, just hang out with their buddy. Oh, Who is not in the classroom. No, oh, maybe not, or also in the classroom. Right. So you're using Zoom in the classroom for the in-classroom students to talk to each other. At lunch. And to talk to students at lunch, okay. And to talk to students that are not, that have chosen not to be yeah, in the classroom. Yes, we have, yes, yeah, some online kids, yeah. Um, right. And... And also, they do use the, uh, we, we, when I teach, I teach through Zoom, even in the classroom. Because A, I have online students. B, it's impossible to teach a lesson when you have two students that are 12 feet from you or more and talk to the people online. Now, this is something you've learned, because I don't think you started with that realization. Well, no, we did. We did, but in the beginning, the uh, internet was not, um, it needed to more, a little more bandwidth, so that was improved. So, so you, your intention was always to teach through Zoom, even in the students that are there in the classroom yes, with yes. you? Yes, because you can't talk to, you know, you, you can't teach a lesson that way. Right. Lessons are kind of intimate. You want to be right in their ear, and if I'm talking to you and explaining a process, and then I have to call across the room and repeat myself so that the guy way over there can hear me and... Right. Well, I remember early on, so it was, you were having problems with that, but it was because of the bandwidth. Yeah, at first. I mean, you know, this is new for schools to to have to immediately, you know, to figure this all out. And and it was, and you, if you recall, it was very unclear throughout the summer what was going to happen, what the rules were going to be, what, it was not, not much directive there. So the schools didn't know what they, how they could prepare if they didn't know what they were going to be required to well, have in place. Well, I think you've, you've learned along the way. I mean, one, one way of doing this at, at the college level is you have a classroom, you lecture, and you're there teaching to the people in the classroom, and then it's, it's, uh, it's sent out in an in a, in a, you know, Internet fashion. What you're so doing is you're teaching through the Internet. Yes, yes. And, and, um, and the, the students that are in the classroom are responding to you through the internet even though you're in the same space. Yes. Occasionally, it doesn't work out. What happens? I mean, it's always things that go wrong. Tell us what goes wrong. That's why I was telling you earlier that teaching online and teaching in the classroom at the same time is like teaching in complete scuba gear under the water. So many things, so many things. Um, From the students' behavior to the, the technology, there's always something that is hindering your progress, yep. getting in the way of, of having a kind of a, just a very nice, quiet, simple lesson. So we have to wait because someone's internet has, you know, they've been dropped off the meeting. The students themselves, they, um, they know they're meant to, where we told them these are the rules. You're in a classroom, so the camera's on. And your face should be in the screen. That is like, it's so impossible to keep that going. That's for both the students that are in the classroom with you and the students that are at home. Yes, of course. I'm looking on the screen at their pictures on the screen. I'm not looking around the classroom. Right. 
do, do the students in the classroom ever try to to create a connection with you in a face-to-face way? Yes, yes, yes. I and mean, I do, do they ever leave their desk and right, go up to Ms. Right. McCain? And so imagine you're having a discussion. You know, you're, you're, whatever you're teaching, is, is um, some of it is taught when you're interacting with the students and you're getting them to think about ideas, right, mm-hmm. and um, to inspire them. And, and, the, and the conversation goes both ways, right, between you and the students, between the students and each other. And um, one of your students who's sitting closely decides that um, he just wants to talk straightly, you know, straight to the teacher. So it's a natural he, thing. So he'll just lean away from the microphone and talk to, talk to me. And I keep saying, no, use the mic. I want everyone to hear what you're saying. Use, it's things like that. It's constant. And it's, I would imagine they were, they're better at it now than they were when you started. You would think they would be. They're not. No, what they're better at is figuring out how to get around these... Uh, you know, curveball rules. So they don't have to do the work or so that they can... I don't know that it's so much about not doing the work. I know that some of them are very camera shy. I, I believe that must be the case. Others definitely, definitely use the internet prob- problems as a way to get out of things, get out of classes. Oh, yeah, my, inter- my, my, my computer ran out of charge. Sorry, it just dropped off. I had, right. to, get, I had to charge it. And you were trying to yeah. get uh, a couple of your students to do the exercise... Right. Well, yeah, we have movement. And, you know, and if they don't want to do it, you know, it's kind of like they think that the school now is, you know, I'll just do what I feel like doing, more or less. And so I keep telling them, no, this is the curriculum. Unfortunately, you don't get to pick. It's not a democracy in that way. Yeah. This is what the school has decided. And your parents have decided that they, too, agree. You know, they agree with the school. I said, you get a note from your parents, and you can get, you know, you don't have to do the movement. You go ahead and talk to your parents. Because you're mandated to have the students do movement well, by, yeah. the, by the Board of Education. They need exercise. Everybody needs exercise. We can't go to the gymnasium because we share it with or another entity. Yeah. Um, no, there's no more swimming. There's no more basketball. There's no, I mean, we, unfortunately, we don't have a big outdoor space, so... Um, the movement that we do is recess, and um, we have, um, you know, an instructor in the classroom that's with me. Right. Some students are going to do better, I assume, online maybe than they do in the classroom. Oh, absolutely. Can you talk about that, maybe examples of students who do well in one and not well in the other? It's not necessarily the medium. It's more about being at home, um, where their parents are overseeing um, what they're doing um, in a much closer fashion some of these students and so the parents can see exactly what work they're meant to do and so they just kind of stay on top of them and make them do it and whereas in the classroom I've got so many students to go to I can't just sit sit on what's this one kid and watch him and say you know okay get that done get that done or whatever right but then not all the parents are going to be there to help I would imagine that's the other case yeah in the other case they're pretty much left to their own and you know and there's only so much that we can help them online if they say, you know, they make, they make up all kinds of excuses. I mean, it's, it's really like going, you're in the water and you have a mask on and you're talking through it. You have a, um, you know, goggles on and you have the, the air, the, air the, the oxygen in your mouth and you're trying to communicate. It's just, it's, or like a quagmire, like walking through mud. It's just, it's, everything's difficult and you have to, you have to accept proximities of correctness. <laughs> yeah. of, you know, you ha- and you have to just keep going, keep going forward. Um, I, I think they're doing okay. 
You're listening to Bar Crawl Radio, recorded at Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar in Upper West Side, Manhattan. I'm Alan Winson, and I'm talking to my co-host, Rebecca McKean, about her work as an elementary school teacher during COVID. Now, yeah, so that was a question. Do you think they're getting the education they need in order to stay at the level they're supposed to stay at in order to move into the next level? I feel a lot of them are much should be better served in classroom, for sure. There's certain ones of them that when they get online, they slip away. There's certain ones that need to be, um, you know, uh, watched more, um, redirected more, um, have somebody just overseeing these students a little closer um, when they're online. And if their parent is not right next to them, they, they tend to just kind of, you know, go away, yeah. slip, slide out. So when you get back to the classroom, um, do, you, do you feel you're going to have problems with some of these students? Um, are they going to get right back into it again? Of course, that's not going to happen for a while. When I'm there, yeah, in the classroom. Well, no, no, we're going on Monday. Yeah, but that's not your whole class. I'm talking about when the, when the vaccine is gotten and we're back to a normal classroom. I only have a few students that I are mean, online com- change. fully. The, two, there's the, the few students that are online fully, they're doing fine. As far as I can see, they're doing okay. Oh, okay. Um, and it's because of those students, not because they're online. Exactly. So I think the ones that are, the parents want to be in the classroom with us, I think it's probably because they know that they're going to get a better education that way. And, and I, believe, I agree with them. Right. They should be in class. So, I mean, so when we're done with, with this COVID-19 and we've re- reached herd immunity... And um, we're back to something called with the normal. vaccines. With the vaccines, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, with the vaccines. Um, do you think the, your classroom is going to go back to the where it was, or will there be a somewhat of a distant learning oh, aspect to I it? I don't know that we would offer distant learning. I don't know that they would continue to do that when there's no need for it. If there was a point in the time when, you know, governments were saying, you know go back to school, it's safe. Everybody, you know, we're, the, the number, the infection rate is really low. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be under control. And they say, every, you know, everybody back to work, back to schools. I can't imagine that the school would offer online. But you've, you've, um, you've learned so much out of how to do this. Um, and I can imagine there are students that would be sick for a week, and, but yet could still... Sit in I on guess a lesson. that that's a prob- possibility, but I would... But that's not even being considered. I wouldn't really um, encourage it. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, there's certainly, before um, COVID happened, people would get sick and they would stay out of school for a little while. And you, you know, I've, I've, sent, I've sent work home to kids who are sick, and that works. I mean, it's, you know, we just do it the old-fashioned way. It seemed to work out just fine. You've talked about uh, teaching underwater in a scuba gear as kind of part of this, and I guess part of that is that the medium is in between you and your student, that there's this thing in between the mic and things don't work and all. Yeah. Um, it's the technology. It's the student's behavior. Um, it's just unexpected things. Right. And happen all the time. You are working all the time, it seems to me. I teach in college, and I've got my two online classes, next semester maybe three, and I find it doable. And I'm home all the time, and my nature is, that's okay. Um, you are stressed. You come to the end of the day, whether you're home or not home, 
It's a long day. How are you feeling? Well, one aspect of, of this whole situation is that teaching online at, from home is t- a little bit easier. I don't know if it's easier for the students. It's not easier in terms of um, their... I don't think it's great for their education, for some students, as I was saying before, but it's better for me. I don't have the commute, so I can do a lot of, get a lot of work done during those, those hours. And um, it's, it is exhausting to go to the school, the classroom. It's exhausting to, to clean and plan and... You mean it's exhausting during this moment of COVID-19? Yes, not that, so, yeah. That it's not so much when you're in a regular situation. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that part of it and the commute then is... <clears throat> and then once I get home, I still have the work to do. Yeah. So I'll work a, a couple hours, you know, even after the commute, and it's kind of like you just eat dinner and go to bed. Right. Um, so it's it's demoralizing, um, and it's very tiring. It's exhausting. Yep. It is. And thus we're at a bar. <laughs> yeah. At, at the end of your week, it's a Friday. Yeah. And you get done at 3.30 or so on Fridays. And so I thought well, it might be a good idea to get Rebecca out to a bar. And, yeah. And it was a good idea to a go out. Kind of get, get in, and separate ourselves. We're very isolated, though. We're in this room all by ourselves. I know. I, I was going to ask you one more thing. If there's one thing that you would want to change in the situation you are now to make it better, do you have any idea what that would be? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. No more COVID. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. asked me a harder question. <laughs> so we're going to play a game of pool now? If you insist. <laughs> you said you wanted to. I know, I was joking. Oh, you were joking. We don't have to play pool. We can just finish up our pretzels and... Our beer and that'd be good. And just you know, sit here and uh, just look longingly into each other's eyes. There you go. You're very pretty tonight. Thank you, dear. And that's Bar Crawl Radio. For I've never been interviewed before. Sorry, Gephardt. How'd I do? You did well. You did well. That's How'd what I, I do? do? I, you did. You did well too. Okay. You just you know, ask questions. You just answer questions. That's all. I know, but I didn't. I didn't even make jokes or anything like. That's all right. I didn't. I didn't intend today to be jokes. No. No. Oh. No. No. I just wanted to hear your experience. I will say that my my feelings are not uncommon. I've listened to um, NPR. They've had you know interviewed educators when this no. was starting, and um, one thing was certain, which is what I was doing initially, uh, as the until everything kind of settled down, and that was teaching in a classroom at the same time as teaching online. Right. And that was. Banana cuckoo. Right. So you did learn Banana something. Cuckoo you didn't learn. You're just going to teach we online. Got better. That's it. Whether you're in the classroom or you're at home. Exactly. Everybody you, has to have a computer in the classroom. And everyone's going to teach online. I, I think that was an important lesson. Yeah. When you when you're teaching online, you teach online. Yeah, and that is something we kind of came to. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard teachers talking about it. They do it. You make you adapt. Everybody adapts. But that's that it's wearing was, two different hats. That was a killer. That was impossible. Yep. With, Good. with the internet going, oh, it was crazy. Whatever. Yeah. Rebecca McKean yeah. from Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome.